Hey, this is Shelly Zan, and this is the Impact Over Influence podcast. I hope that you receive whatever it is that God has for you today. Welcome back, everybody, to Impact Over Influence. Today's episode, I have a one of my best friends, actually my best friend. I found out that he was off work today, and so our 10-year wedding anniversary is next week. On next Thursday, don't forget, this is your cue of next Thursday is our anniversary, okay? Anyway, and so I was like, hey, you're off work Friday. What if we record a podcast? Because I don't know for what reason. I'm just thankful for it. But when we did our Flipping Tables series with Slice of Caradice, we brought Wesley in on that collaboration. And that episode did really well. And so I just feel like you have a lot to say and that I get another side of you than most people. A lot of people that are close to you get that side, but I would love for Impact Over Influence to get a little bit more of that side of you. So um, without further ado, Wesley Zan, everybody, um, and I, he had asked me what we were going to talk about, and we have not discussed any of this, so no. you're welcome for that kind of impromptu, this is a um, definitely impromptu ordeal. But I told him, I was like, oh, I know what we're going to talk about, and you want a little insight, and so I just want to start off with the first question that I want us to just kind of present to the people, is I don't think that we ever saw ourselves when we first met being married, much less for 10 years. And I hope that we are married for 60 more, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, when we first initially met, it was just very casual. You came in to get a haircut. My best friend worked with me, and she was dating your cousin. She's married to him now. Mm -hmm. And you came in and got a haircut, and that was just kind of how we first made contact, laid eyes on each other, whatever. But we did not, it was not a love at first sight, swoon, this is it. It was not. We despised a lot of characteristics in each other. Yeah. But at that point in time, I feel like we were both really, really uh, not in the best season no. of life necessarily. But I did love some things about you. I loved, I was not sure about your beat up Dodge that literally had zip ties. <laughs> zip ties, y'all. Zip ties. Holding up the front bumper, but he owned a house. And when I was, you know, 23, or I was ex, then I was 21 years old. And I own my own business for almost two years then. And I was like, this man pays his bills. Like this man got some credit (laughs) and some insurance. And so I just, we laugh about it now, but I just remember looking at you like when it's time to get married, like I want to provide her and you are so much more than that. But anyways, so now we are here, been married 10 years this week. So what would we tell ourselves 10 years ago? Ten years ago, Wesley and Shelley, if we sat down with them, what would you say? To start out with, me coming to the salon for a haircut was a big step because two people <laughs> had cut my hair in my entire life before that point. And so that was a big step. And now only about four people have cut my hair. I had to go to the barber sometime when I grow a beard. Shelly makes me go to the barber, get the whole blend into the beard, all that good stuff. Yeah. But if I was to reflect on that time, I would probably say I would tell myself to listen, to listen to outside voices, take advice from people that I could look up to as a mentor. Maybe I didn't really know what that meant at that time, but I wish somebody would have stepped out and uh, guided me in a different direction than I was going. And they probably have tried. I just wasn't listening. Like you said, at that point, we were 
in different aspects of our lives, uh, a little wild, a little free, at a young age making great money, you know. So uh, a lot of things going on there, but I wish I would have listened more, no matter if it was to a banker, no matter if it was to, uh, you know, somebody at church, no matter if it was my parents, uncle, whatever it was, if I would just listened a little bit more and learned something different than what I knew, I think we'd be in a better place right now. Yeah, and just the quality of people around you to to know that, and I want to capitalize on like taking mentorship and what that looks like. And if you don't have anyone in your life that's like that, maybe you don't have a church, you don't have family or whatever, that's even putting those seeds in your ear, but pray for them. They are out there, but look how people live their lives. If you see characteristics and a lifestyle that someone else has that's older than you, approach them and just be like, hey, like, I would really like some help. You know, yeah. we, we live in this world where we got to figure it out on our own and prove a point. I do it all by myself when God never really meant for it to be that way. Yeah. And, and people have to realize whenever you do seek a mentor, if it's somebody worth receiving that uh, information from, believe me, they will be all about sharing it with you. That's good. They will, all, they, they will be. You know, that's one of those instances you can get a vibe from somebody real quick um, and you ask certain questions and they're kind of starstruck or, you know, not sure. They probably don't have the things together like you thought they did. That's good. You know. And people are always, the ones that bark the loudest don't listen to because right. people are always wanting to push things at you and tell you what you need to do. But if you don't see the evidence of their own life, I'd be willing to bet their recipe that they're cooking isn't isn't tasting very good. Sure. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Because I don't. I think that we would have been a little bit. I don't know. That's a God deal to know yeah. we were. He knew what. He knows what you're ready to receive and what you're not. What sure. you're gonna just gonna flush. But that is good. I think that we would. We would have. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you would have told us ten years ago? I think from a man's standpoint is be less prideful, swallow your pride, kind of on the same aspect of the first, you know, just listen and learn. It's a huge issue that a lot of men have, a lot, a huge issue that I have is just understanding there's different ways of doing it. There's better ways of doing it. And <laughs> we don't necessarily receive that well all the time. You know, we have evidence of this, like you just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just like sure. Yeah. <laughs> What I would say to women or young ladies or old ladies or whoever is to take the pressure off of your husband. Um, Because I think that there's a lot that a man carries, even biblically, that we're really not. I mean, it's there, right? And But to take the pressure off of your marriage to assume that it's going to be perfect or to think like, well, we must not love each other like I thought we did because we're going through a hardship. Like, don't gauge that. Take the pressure off. Open up the nozzle. Let some air come out because the thing is, is that's just bringing to the surface what you need. Like I look at like our early arguments, you know, do you remember we used to count? We'd be like, we only fought one time this month. And I just remember thinking like, we, this is never going to work if this is how we're kind of tallying. But at the same time, that was such a molding period to where if we only when we fought, did things come to surface? I heard something the other day and it was talking about marriage and arguments might have been Priscilla Shire, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she talked about it, and she talked about one of the huge problems whenever a married couple argues is 
I want to look at you as the problem. Mm. The problem lays right here. You're not the problem. I'm not the problem. The problem is the problem. It's that me and you have to attack this problem together. Yeah. And I thought that was really good. And that's something that we didn't do as a young couple at all. No. We wanted to attack. Yeah. And you don't have to attend arguments. Like yeah. just because an argument invites you into it, you can be like, no, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. Don't RSVP. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to attend that. I'm not going to yeah. attend that. I'm going to skip that argument. But instead, that's the pride thing of having. And we are both very, we have very dominant personalities. Mm-hmm. And um, wise man John Herp told us that. Yeah. <laughs> but I never really thought of that because I think that our personalities are so different. You know, you're more of like the quiet guy. Mm-hmm. I'm more the voice. But yet when we come into a pressure situation, I'm the quiet one. You're the voice. So really, people assume those things because they see what they see. Sure. We know a little bit more about each other. But, you know, I just think back and I'm like, if we could have just said, we're not going to be prideful yeah. about this. We're not going to have to prove a point or it whatever. It changed a lot. And a lot of that comes from maturity. You yeah. know, something that I hate to use the saying, you have to live and learn, but it's one of those things you, you go through it and you understand it's not working. And so you change what you're doing. And sometimes it takes seven, eight years. Yeah. I feel like it took us seven years. Yeah, I would say the past three has definitely been a complete mm-hmm. culture shock compared yeah. to the first. Yeah. Um, seven, for mm-hmm. sure. And that may look totally different for other people because I think that's when really our spiritual walks kind of sure. change. Sure, so, that's right. Um, we pray that it takes you two months. Yeah. Or that you never have to go through. That's another thing that I want. If anybody ever hears anything about our story, which I don't really think we're going to get nitty gritty. But, you know, when you hear a testimony of somebody, don't look at it to pacify your situation. Meaning oh, well, that's how they used to be, and they turned out all right. Mm-hmm. Don't do not do that. Instead, like if anything that we could share or say, don't do it this way. Like he said, you really don't have to live and learn. You can listen to other people that God's put in your life to be like, hey, take the side road on that route. Don't, don't be like us, for there's, sure. There's great tools to uh, go ahead and bypass the live and learn. There's books. We went on a weekend to remember. Mm-hmm. There, there's tons of things to do. To the kind Bible. Of, yeah, the Bible. There's tons of things to do to bypass some of those issues that we went through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't, you know, and I just think about the devil since the beginning of time in the garden. His goal was to break up the unit. The covenant. The unit. Obviously did it through Eve. We're not going to mm-hmm. throw shade on her, but... It was, that's what it is. Because number one, if he can break up the covenant, if he can break up a man and woman, there can't be reproduction. Yeah. Number one, you got to have two to have a baby. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says, Mm -hmm. this day and time. He can break that up, the existence of man, he can put to a halt, but he destroys the unity of two joined in with Christ. And um, his, his motive has been the same since the beginning of time. And if we could just see it that way and realize that if the devil's attacking your marriage, just like he did ours, for so long, he saw something in us that we didn't even see. You know, like the devil sees the favor that God has on your life, even when you don't see it through those lenses. And we could literally write a book on the favor that God has poured on our life. Yep. The representation of marriage in a covenant, it's the closest representation to anybody's naked eye, you know, just outside looking in, to what true Christianity and the love 
of Jesus for somebody is. And whenever you look at a true covenant, a great covenant, you, you're you okay with Christianity. Now, if you see a Christian couple and they fight, bicker, finances are in a shamble, kids don't you know, react well um, in public situations, however you want to say it, that can throw shade at Christianity just because as, in my opinion, a direct correlation between Jesus's love for people and a husband and a wife's love for each other. Yeah. And we are the bride of Christ. Yeah. You know, like love your wife as Christ loves the church. And so if you, same thing, wives submit to your husband, you know, um, we won't get into that of what that really, you know, that mm-hmm. does not mean cower down. That no. means be his helpmate. Yeah. You know, we want to be helpers in building the kingdom of Jesus, right? Like we want to live our lives to where he gains a benefit same thing with your spouse. You want to live your life every day so that your spouse feels a benefit from your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's a try. It's an effort. It's not a, well, because of him, we can't do that. Or because right. of her, I'm not this, you know? And I think about the days where, or even seeing other couples now, you know, that they just, they resent each other and they would rather not be together. That's not a representation of Christ in the church because Christ longs to be with his bride. He longs to get to spend time with us, and he's, he's available for us. Are you available for your spouse? Does your spouse have to pencil time in with you? You know, I remember those years that you were just a workaholic. Working is something that you, are, you do well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are a workhorse, and that's an awesome thing, but I remember whenever that was kind of an idol for you that I would just pray that it would rain outside because I know you'd be forced to be inside. You yeah. know, like I was like, yes, he has to come in. You know, and so those years of feeling like I had to be penciled in and then having resentment. So I was being a beast behind your back. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, yeah, yeah, if we could definitely go back. Well, you have to have, you have to find alternatives to your downfalls. So in my opinion, work was a downfall for me. It was great in, in one sense. And that's one thing that I got early all the way through childhood, just through family and things. I, I learned how to work and I enjoy work. I think I enjoy the physicality of work because I don't want to do sit behind a desk and work. You know, I'd rather go people. It's I work hard for money, you know, in a sense, but it sounds crazy. But the three months that we've been doing CrossFit, it supplements that physicality. Uh. And so it relieves that some. Yeah. And I, I love CrossFit and it relieves the need for the physicality of of working on ignorant things just to yeah just to be doing something you know yeah so yeah that's true i never thought about that to that that is more of a thing for you than it is for some mm-hmm. or for me or whatever whatever that balance looks like gain yeah. it but then to where it's not restricting you from being with your family that's right you know mm-hmm. that they're not having to miss out on parts of you because of other things so you keep saying covenant for people that don't know what a covenant is, a covenant is not a contract mm-hmm. because a covenant cannot be ripped up or done away with. A covenant is a promise, an agreement, and it's lifelong. And so just like when you said like a representative of us in Jesus, whenever we give him our hearts, there's no going like he's got your heart. Mm-hmm. You're sealed to be into heaven and that's a covenant. 
Same thing with marriage, but I feel like sometimes it can look like a contract because maybe the reasons you got in it weren't for what you thought it was. You yeah. know, and I don't know if I'm oh, making yeah. sense there, so clean me up. But Well, I, I think you're right, and I used to look at it as a contract. Oh. I really did. That Like growing, like I, and, and the, the way that I want to emphasize that is covenant and contract are close, but they're not the same. Like you say, contract, you can rip that up. A covenant, that is a soul-binding, emotional-binding relationship that you promised each other you're never going to let go of. Contract, you do the same when you sign it, but well, it doesn't always stay in contact. It's a give and take. Like yeah. a contract is you do this, then That's I'll right. do this. There you go. You give me that, then I'll give you that. Yep. If you're not holding up to your end of the agreement, well, then I don't have to. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. And for a lot of years, you're exactly right. We were definitely... Yeah. And we would substitute that as an excuse for our problems also. Oh, yeah. Instead of being like, okay, no, a covenant says it doesn't matter what you do. I said till death do us part. Yeah. I think a contract can turn into a blame game. A covenant is going to be a teamwork game. Mm. You know what I mean? To fix the issue. Yeah. And that's balance. How yes. do you think, what are some ways you think we balance each other? I'm not the one that wants to do physical work. Let's just put that no. on the table. He wants to, you know, we worked out this morning together yeah. and we survived. Yeah. You pushed me a little too much though. Yeah. Started to get sassy over it. But, um, you know, we, we don't, every single thing that we both enjoy isn't the same. Mm. You do. You, you start to mold into each other. You I don't remember the scientific word for it, but you, I'm, I'm stealing some of your traits. You're stealing some of my traits. We're bleeding over on each other, and we're becoming the same person. And I, I think that's where we're getting to today. As far as balance, you know, I think, I think your relationship skills and your, your social butterfly aspect uh, versus mine. That's one where we, where we uh, contradict or more or less share off of each other. It helps with conversation. I mean, we, you know, you're the talker, I'm the listener. Sometimes we have to throw that back and forth, but that's one way. Uh, I think finances. Uh, I'm, I'm a spender. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I love numbers. You hate numbers, and that's okay. Yeah. But if we had two people that hated numbers, you know, yeah. the bank or would hate us. Or two people that love numbers. <laughs> yeah, you can overanalyze things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit more. I think that things that we are I'm trying to think of something that I feel like you are very scheduled. Yes. You are just oh, like yeah. you said earlier, like getting your hair cut from a different place. Mm-hmm. Like he is, I'm very impulsive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sounds good. I like it. Let's go. Yeah. You are very like, hold on. This doesn't meet our pattern. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, some people may think it's creepy, but. We meal prep, and I literally eat the same thing for lunch, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I have a shake at the same time every day. I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very, just to give yeah. somebody but an example. But you, you don't like that about me. No. Like, some days I may not eat lunch till 2. Some days I'm crazy. eating lunch in my car. Sometimes I'm eating yeah. lunch in the studio. Sometimes, you know, like, I don't, I my day, every single day of my life looks ex- totally different than the day before. Mm-hmm. You are definitely not like that. Our careers allow us to be like that as well. Yeah. And we pick the career that allows us to be like that too. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. 
I would say things that we are how we are like. So we both I would say one thing when we're in public, we like to present ourselves well. Mm. I would say that's something that we're very much alike on. Yeah. I think we're both very driven. Yeah, I would say so. We have we're list makers. Mm-hmm. Like I will definitely say that. Like when we mm-hmm. have like you've got a list, I've got a list. Even if it's one thing we knocked off, we're very yeah. um create an issue or a goal, whatever it is, mm-hmm. put it on paper, we'll fix it. Yeah. I think we're both creative. In certain I think ways, you're way more creative. Well, you're a good builder. Like you built this studio in four days, you know? I mean that's that's, that's creative. creative. I feel like it's creative. I'm trying to help you, okay? Well I'm that's why just like in this situation, I think you're creative because you'll come up with topics and I'm not going to. Like, I just, I don't know. You know, <laughs> ask me a question and we'll talk about it. But um, creative, I, I would, yeah, definitely on your side. Yeah. What do you think we have similar is the same about us? There's a lot. I, I say a lot now. I think our love for each other. Our love for our children. People. People. Yeah, we, we definitely care about people. We want to care about people. We want to help people. We want our kids the best opportunity to succeed whatsoever. Yeah. We want to give them the best opportunity. Um, we tend to both get emotional. I would say that's one. That's, yeah, that's, that is true. Mm-hmm. Where, you have a little bit. changed over time. Yeah, you have a lot more sentiment. I just want to tell them this because it's too funny. But the other day, our little girl, we went to Louisiana a few months ago, like two months ago. And McLaren, our four-year-old daughter, was in a wedding. And so I did everybody's hair and makeup. So she had a pretty dress on. I put a little bit of lipstick on her. And she looks so beautiful. And it's we're going through the ceremony, and she's holding her little basket. And I look over, and he is legit bawling. Like, he's breathing fast. And I'm like, are you okay? And you're like... She's just so beautiful. I was like, you are so soft. (laughs) You're so soft. But yeah, I would say we are, we can both get emotional when it comes to certain things. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. What is it like being with me in ministry? It gets tough sometimes. It's great sometimes as well. It's great all the time. The time, uh, just like we talked about, I... I watched this, it was a Steve Harvey video the other day, and they do a segment where they say, ask Steve. And a woman stood up and she said, Steve, my husband will not leave me alone. So when I walk through the door, (laughs) he wants to touch on me, hug on me, talk to me, and I just need 30 minutes. (laughs) And Steve said, you got a problem that most women would love to have. Yeah, you know, and that's how I, I, I crave to be around you. Um, I crave to call you, get a phone call from you during the day, yeah. and I think that's the toughest thing about ministry is because whenever God puts something on your heart, it's 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 set in stone, and we have to finish that. Yeah, and that gets tough, and and I I think I've gotten better at it. You have for sure. You have for sure. And that came from prayer. Like, I'm going to give God the credit for changing you that way and changing me. Now I'm a lot more aware of, okay, God gave me this promise to Wesley first. Mm -hmm. I'm his helpmate. I'm made from his side. That God wouldn't have given me a husband if I was meant to not be distracted 
by yeah. one, right? Yeah. And so I had to understand that, that sometimes it doesn't have to, everything's on the back burner until this is done. So that's growth in general. But you have grown also to realize where my submission lies first. That, And I just prayed like, Lord, I know that you're speaking to me, but speak to him too. So if that's you, maybe it's not the wife and the husband. Maybe it's the husband and the wife's not understanding. You know, if you're a man listening and you're just like, I just feel like God's telling me to do this, but she feels like I'm deserting her. Just know that it's not that way, but pray, like pray, like, Lord, I see that he's hearing from you, but can I hear from you too? Because I think that changed things a lot. Well, I do. I want to always reiterate the umbrella or the tree or the ladder, whatever you want to call it, but it's God first, man of the household, woman, children, and then disciples of all nations. That's my belief. Mm -hmm. And so anytime that I'm struggling with what you're doing and it's biblical, I need to make sure to go back at the top of the umbrella. That's good. You know what I mean? And then once I'm good with God, then I'm always good with what you're doing. Now, I'm not talking about going out, you know, in a younger time as far as, you know, accepting what you're doing, but we're talking about ministry. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm good with my father and then... I know I'm good with what you're doing, you know, on a biblical standpoint, for sure. That's right. Yeah. If what she's doing is in alignment with the Word of God or serving Him. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, because I think a lot of people, they see more of me, they see less of you when Mm -hmm. it comes to this particular platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in our church body, totally different. They see a little bit more of you than what Mm -hmm. they do of me. And But I just wanted to just to get... Everybody, all the listeners get to have your input on what that's kind of been like this past year. Yeah. This is our 10-year anniversary, but it's Impact's one year. And I would say the past year of our 10 years has definitely looked a lot different mm-hmm. than the others, but like what that's kind of been like through your lens, you know? No, it's it's good, and and I like to share it. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot. No. It's you know, for, and so it's it's almost a good, it's, it's good for us just visiting about it, but it does get tough. It's tough. But at the same time, I see the fruits. I see everything that's happening, and it's awesome. It's sacrifices that me and you both have to make. Um, and But we do things that align and allow those sacrifices to happen. In a lot of situations, I was ready to niche the sacrifices that you were doing. Mm-hmm. But instead, we changed things. We changed, we we changed some financial things, or we changed uh, uh, time and scheduling. We changed the meal preps. I mean, it it's it, it's because I can't cook dinner. No, we oh, yeah. we cook on Sundays, and we have food for the whole week. But it's because you're busy, I'm busy. You have to get your ministry stuff done. We have baseball things like that. But we we change a scheduling to, you know surpass so nothing, those sacrifices yeah and so we don't miss out on suffers. anything yeah no. like whenever until we did that it was like man we don't want to be those weird people like i thought people were weird that meal prep i'm not gonna lie i'm like no. you live in a straight <laughs> up strict lifestyle like yeah. you need some more fun mm-hmm. throw a little flavor in there yeah but then whenever that became our life and right now it's baseball season you're the yeah. pitcher of the oh, AU, yeah. so it's a little tough but i got to where like man i'm having resentment my kids are missing out on me I don't get to conversate with you. Why? Because I'm cooking dinner for an hour. Mm-hmm. So if I could get ahead of the game mm-hmm. and just do a little bit of this, anyway, yeah. it does. It just helps. But that comes, I feel like, 
as we've kind of matured spiritually. Yeah. Because you keep saying sacrifice. Only because of spiritual maturity do we see, okay, this is a sacrifice to be made. But yet it's not a sacrifice. It's a I get to. Mm-hmm. Like God's blessed us with this, so we get to have a more minimal car payment, you yeah. know? And so I want to capitalize on that. So things that we have sacrificed, things that look a little different. Mm-hmm. So I just want to open that up a little bit. So you obviously said the first seven years look different in the past three, mm-hmm. but we've only been in ministry for one. So three years ago, we kind of took a little change in plans. Um, we built our house. Yeah. Um, some of you that don't know, if you don't know, go listen to it. But we, we kind of, we sold our first house that we had. Because we, if we had $5, we spent 6 mm-hmm. back then, you know, and we were in a lot of debt. And so when we sold our first house, we lived very minimal. We only lived in 800 square feet mm-hmm. for three years. And our little girl, she was two years old before we even had a bathtub. We literally bathed her in the kitchen sink. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying we lived rough. We no, do no, not. No. Do not get, don't get that twisted. But I just want to tell you, we did have to make a choice to say, what we're doing is not working. We need to live a little bit more minimal. And so we did. And so doing that for three years, we actually saved up money, paid a lot, ton of things off. God blessed us immensely, um, paying off a tons of medical bills, just debt that we accumulated for absolutely no reason, as a lot of young people do. Mm-hmm. I feel like, get out of that. God mm-hmm. does not mean for you to be tied down to the world. Live a little bit, a little bit more minimal. All you need is your spouse and your family, and God will provide all your needs just like he does the birds in the air. Done preaching on that. Never keep up with the Joneses. Never. Mm-mm. Never. Because the Joneses ain't got it together either. Mm-mm. And so I just want to talk about that comparison too. But anyway, things that we made, then we built our house. Built our house. That looked a little bit different. Well, then as I started, you started getting a different job. And so anyway, we kind of had to change a lot of things. Like a little less car payment. You drive. You've always drove a beat. You love a beater. Yeah, like let's just say it. He loves a beat up mm-hmm. pickup. Praise God for that. But, you know, things that we change in our life don't really make sense to a lot of people. And even to me, sometimes I look at like the money that we used to make. And number one, I'm like, where did it go? Yeah. Where, what <laughs> did, did we have a shredder in the laundry room and we were just $100 bills? Yeah. Might as well. Because when you don't use your money for the benefit of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. it does. It's like putting money in a shredder. And guess what? It's never enough. It was yeah. never enough for us. Whereas now I look back, I'm like, how are we paying our bills sometimes? But God blesses that. And so you are, we already kind of established with all the listeners that you are the numbers guy. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not the mm-hmm. numbers girl. But numbers changed a lot for you too when you understood biblical numbers. Oh, yeah. And so I'm not going to, you know, expect you to preach on that too much, but I want to read a verse okay. that I know that you love. It's going to be in Malachi 3. As you're finding that verse, I do want to read this out because I wrote this down. And it's just one sentence. But how much to sacrifice for your family? I think that's an open-ended question for a lot of people. And I think we also need to put on there how much to sacrifice for our family and for God. That's good. And I think of time, money. Well, when you look at it like it's already his that he's given you. That's right. It's not that you're giving it back to him. It's that he's giving you what he has. He is giving you his blessings that you just get to enjoy. But don't take your eyes off of the giver. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. That's awesome. 
And it's, I believe it's a direct reflection of our life right now. And I'm not saying we give 50% or, you know, nothing crazy, but what we sacrifice, and I don't like using that word, but what we tithe and what we have minimized on in financial reasons, we have seen blessings from it. Mm-hmm. In our heart kind of blessings. Oh, like yeah. I'm not even talking about materialistic stuff. It's the joy. It's the peace. Yeah, and the craving one another. Mm-hmm. And the simplicity of life. In our seeing it in your children. If you want to know what your marriage is like, look at your kids. Yeah. Ask your kids. Yeah. Well, I'd say for our 10-year anniversary, we've been married for 10 years, guys. We are, we literally have nothing booked at all, but we are going to find time next Friday and Saturday, possibly, to go to Austin or Fredericksburg somewhere and just have an Airbnb for one or two nights, uh, go out to eat in Austin one night. You're telling me all our plans. And that's, it. you know what I mean? But that yeah. that's our 10-year anniversary but it's the simplicity and it's just the being with each other, not in some exotic location or we've been there. Yeah, that's right. We've been to the mountaintops. Yeah. We've been to the <laughs> beaches in Hawaii. Yeah. We've been to you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like we've been in the Dominican, we've been to Jamaica, we've been all these glorious places They're and great. what got hammered for three days, yeah. were grouchy, didn't want to go on excursions, hung over, fought. Yeah. Like that is not please. If you are listening to this, there's something you can trade that for. And you know what? I pray there's a day we can go back sure. to the beaches of Hawaii or mm-hmm. whatever that we love to do. We love, you love to hunt. I love, we love the beach. We love the, we love life. We love the earth that God has blessed us with. But to see that we had that, yet we didn't have love with one another, mm-hmm. I would not go back there. And I hope that one day we get to have both. Mm-hmm. That one day we get to be like, wow, God has brought us. To such fulfillment. Well, you were sitting in the office. Today's Friday, so probably Wednesday morning, and I was. It had to have been yesterday morning, and I was getting ready to go to work. I was a little bit early, and so I was sitting in there talking to you, or it might have been Wednesday night. And it is my belief that God has stripped us down to a point to where we love each other more than ever before, because we love each other more than any materialistic things that we have anymore mm. or the places that we've been to anything of that you know aspect and so it is my belief that God has broken us down to that point and we're in the past 1 2 3 years we're learning to love each other on a whole different level that we ever have and then that love pours out to our kids and then once we grasp that i believe God will keep blessing us and we'll be able to go to the locations to have the things again, but right now it's it's all about Probably. us, ministry, and our kids, and that's what it is. You only have so much time. Yeah, today is only once. I'll let you keep prophesying over us with all that. Well, it's just it's it, too good. You yeah. know, it's it's just it's it's what hopeful. I see happening. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. So I got a verse for that too because this is the verse that we did not live by. And it's necessary because this is how we used to live. Is it keep all of God's commandments? No. That's a good Okay. Because <laughs> okay. we didn't live by that. <laughs> it's going to be in Mark eight thirty four. 
This is about to be Jesus talking. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Yeah. Better yet, or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? You know? Mm-hmm. People are willing to give everything. We sometime. were. Oh, yeah. We were. We were willing to take any kind of part of righteousness that we had to fit in, to somewhat balance or please one another, you know? Mm-hmm. And God... It was a never-ending battle. Yeah, it's like... It really he, was. Blessing sin is not his when game. I, and just because it is close to our 10-year anniversary, those verses right there... You know, it talks about denying ourselves and allowing Christ to, to walk in our life, you know. At the same time, I look at marriage, we have to deny ourselves to each other as well. We have to deny our priorities. If you can look at yourself and reflect on yourself and say, okay, I have this problem, this problem, and this problem, and I need to work on those, and you do the same, your marriage is going to do nothing but grow. I can't look at you and say, you have this problem, this problem, and this problem, and not worry about myself. So Does good. that make sense? Yeah. You know? And so I think that's, and it just reminds me of that just when I read that verse, just because we're denying ourselves to Christ, but at the same time, we need to deny ourselves and lift up our partner all the time. Mm-hmm. And we don't always do that. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not a perfect marriage. No. We, there isn't one. No. And we've had growth through Christ himself, and we just want to share about it, you know? Well, and that's where your righteousness comes from. So if you're denying yourself for Christ, what do you want to do? Be right with God. That's right. Okay. If I'm being right with God, it's that's going to be gonna, easier for exactly, me and you. Exactly. Like I'm over here analyzing myself. Why? Because I am being under God's leadership, under mm-hmm. the, the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting to establish connection with him and through him. Therefore, I'm, have, I'm being a better person. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my spouse is getting a better spouse. Yeah. And I... So through the things that I think we'll go through, you know, I don't know how long it'll last, but as far as the podcast goes, I like to concentrate on three growths or three um, healthy aspects. One of them is spiritual growth. One is financial growth or healthiness. And the other one is physical. And I feel like whenever you have those three, you're going to live a much more pleasing life. And when I say financial and I say health, I'm just referring to biblical references. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as tithing, as far as just not not wanting what your neighbor has. You know, those things. Live in your simplicity. Live within your means. And health, I think that's a huge one for us just because we go, go, go. And the more healthy that, that me and you become, the easier that road is for us. If that, you know what I mean? Well, and, and to take care of your body, why? Because it's a place that the Holy Spirit dwells. That's right. Like, you get one body here on earth. Yep. We get a perfect body when we get to glory. Praise mm-hmm. Him for that. But here we get one. And so when we, and me and you have abused our bodies plenty. Oh, yeah. We were talking earlier about the years that you took steroids. Oh, yeah. I used to live off of Adderall. Mm-hmm. I, we used to drink, like, let's not even go there. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not like we've not poisoned our bodies mm-hmm. with things. People that come out of addiction, whatever. But like whenever you understand like, okay. And on the aspect, I I say health 
Because whenever your financial health is bad, it really is. It's a sickness. It's a sickness for your marriage. Stress. It's a sickness for your spirituality. You're mad at God. You're got. You're mad at your spouse. You're mad at your kids because they're in baseball and that costs money now. You're mad. It goes on and on. You know. Same thing with your health. Well, I'm mad because I'm tired. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. You know what I mean. And spiritual um, health, of course, is number one. But it all trickles down from that. But if your spiritual health isn't there, I don't think you have a healthy life in general. Well, and I think, too, about, like, how your health affects your spouse. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and I feel like my parents have been a huge example to us for that. Like, my mom is type 1 diabetic. Mm -hmm. She has been for over 50 years, right? Yeah. 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 Close to 50 years. Mm -hmm. And she has always done so good. You wouldn't know she's a type 1 diabetic. You would never know. Mm -hmm. Never know. Like, she's about to go to Jerusalem with me for nine days, 10 days. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the woman takes care of herself. My dad has never been hospitalized. Yeah. And he's 64 years old this week. Like, and I just feel like, same thing. Like, your dad goes to CrossFit, you know? But I just think, like, I want to be that for Maverick and McLaren. Because if my health is suffering based off my... I'm not talking about people that have things that they cannot help. I'm not... I'm not... If that's you and you feel... Do not... I'm not talking about that. Yeah. But I'm talking about self-inflicted issues. I'm talking about my son's marriage with his wife starting to deplete because he's having to take care of me and his daddy. And he can't be in the covenant that he's supposed to be. You know, but there is such gardens honoring your mother and father. I'm not saying that if that's you in this season. But what I'm saying is I want us to take care of our bodies, not only as a temple for Christ, but for ourselves. Like if we if we feel good, then we're not having to not do our job in ministry or helping others or giving to the church or whatever because we don't feel good. We're sick. We're down. I think of on the aspect of time. I just know whenever we work out and we eat healthy, it reflects our sleep. I wake up at 5.30. Most, you know, we work out at 5.30 on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But if it wasn't for the way we ate and took care of ourselves, those things wouldn't be an option. There's a lot of times on Wednesday nights, I would probably just be like, let's stay home and go to sleep early instead of going to church. Or, you know, we went to a worship concert. We got home at 1.30 in the morning on a Tuesday night. I get up and go to CrossFit on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's because we've taken care of our body up to that point in that week and we're going to take care after. And so you're able to do those things. And that's just my opinion. And I think of just the days of, of drinking and partying and things like that. You you waste half the next day. Yeah, we did. That you could have shared with your family, that you could have shared with God, whatever it is. And so that's, that's the big health um, aspect that I'm looking at is just time. Yeah. I think it helps on time tremendously, what we feel like every day. Yeah. And I think just having something that you enjoy doing with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, can you name something that you and your spouse are like, I want him here yeah, or I want crucial. her here. Yeah. Enjoying things together. I think we do love to do, you know, oh, yeah. That's things together. I think in the beginning we love to party together. Well, mm-hmm. when that's done and you got kids, well, then who are we? Mm-hmm. You got to learn now, each other again. That's right. She's staying home with the kids, but I'm still out here doing this. Well, that led yeah. to a lot of problems. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what do we like to do together? What do our kids like to do? Mm-hmm. Do something that they like oh, to yeah. do. I've Crucial. never played baseball a day in my life. I'm scared to death of a ball, right. but you bet I'm going to go out there and 
That's soft right. toss. Oh yeah, because it's my son's passion. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with you playing Barbies. You play Barbies because your daughter likes to play Barbies. That's like, right. You know, it's just I don't know. I think it's like you said, saying like, "Hey, my life isn't necessarily mine to live. Mm-hmm. I live it for my wife. I live it for my God. Yeah, I live it for those kind of purposes." Um, it is. It's very crucial. I think we come a long way in ten years. Yeah, I wonder what twenty years is going to be like. I'd be interested to know. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I hope our health is still here. I hope the ministry is still here, and I hope you know. I I hope and pray that we're doing the same thing in another ten years. That'd be awesome. I think you're right. Be awesome testimony. Hope our kids can join us. That would be awesome testimony. Another ten years, Mav will be eighteen. So it'll be a milestone in his life of change and growth. And I think it's really neat to think about. And I think it's crucial to actually say that out loud because it gives you a mindset of what you need to be doing right now. In 10 years, our son is going to be 18, graduating high school and thinking about where he's going to go to college at. And it's crucial on what we're doing right now, which will reflect his thought process when that's happening. Yeah, for sure. Any final anything? No. I want to thank you for the mother that you are because it is Mother's Day weekend. And so your mothering ability is absolutely phenomenal. And I know it comes from your uh, study with God and your talking to God and understanding what it says biblically about being a mother. And I want to thank you for that. And, of course, our marriage, I want to thank you for that as well because that's 10 years. Uh when will be the 18th? Next Thursday, right? Yeah. So next Thursday will be 10 years. I think that's huge. Well, the podcast will come out Monday. So Cool. Yeah. So that that's awesome, and I want to thank you for that as well. I think uh, this, is, this is kind of a request from you for Mother's Day and anniversary just to have a little podcast together. It gives us a chance to talk, and so I think that's really neat. Yeah. Because I'm not the best g- gift giver <laughs> at all. You did this. That's and enough. so um, I'm glad I could be in here with you just to just yeah. to spend this time with you and conversate about it. Yeah, and thank you for being patient with me. You know, that's the thing I think about this is that I can't tell people. There's a lot of days I can't tell you what I'm even expected of from me, and that's hard to like not have answers. Mm-hmm. But you're patient with me, and you trust me. Because you know who I'm trying my best is, that I can to listen to. Yeah. And it makes it easy because you do a good job of listening to him also. Because I am under your covering. And yeah. I could not pick a better person to get to. And you know, when we listen to podcasts from different people, things like that, you know, a lot of time they talk about their sponsors, <laughs> all that good stuff. We don't you know? have those here. Well, and I think, I think our sponsors are our friends. Oh, no doubt. Not from a money aspect, but we do. We have tons of people to thank for the help that we have, for the mentoring that we've gotten um, through marriage and through all of this technology that we don't know much about. Um, And we always want to thank those. Tons of people that pour into us and allow us to be who we are um, when we didn't think we would have that group of friends to allow us to be who we were. Yeah. So I think that's really cool too. You're right. Having friends that they want to see you grow. Yeah. And see you do things. Yeah. And that they push you to be better. Um, it is super important. 
we must not allow anyone to comp- compromise our relationship with God. And we have friends that don't make us do that. That's and I think good. that's really cool. Yeah. Instead, they encourage us yeah. to be persistent. And, and, and anybody listening, if you have friends that make you compromise who you really want to be, they're not friends. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Try your best. God will do the rest. And then what we tell Mav, <laughs> yeah. his kindergarten teacher, shout out to Linda Johnson, because she spoke that into our son and when he was five years old, man. He would literally say all the time, I'll do my best and God will do the rest. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. Cool. I love you. Thank you. I love you. you too. Wasn't too bad. No, it was great. All right, guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day and join us next week.